Hello, Sorensen Sound. I wish that I was kidding when I said that I genuinely just need to process Taylor Swift and Joe Owens' alleged breakup. I have decided to simply be in also sorry about the wind, but I have decided to simply be in denial until one of them confirms or denies whatever allegations are against them. But no, it's honestly like it is rough. There are very few celebrities I care about, let alone celebrity couples that I care about. Um, the exceptions being Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift, with um, or as well as the former Alexa Chung and Alex Turner. Um, but. It's one of those things where it's... I think celebrity relationships are a particularly interesting example of, like, the effects of parasocial relationships. How many times did I say that word? Uh, relationships being the word, if that wasn't clear. But... It's because, like, celebrities are already... Like, the concept of celebrity, I guess. I'm also getting the mail. And I'm gonna go to the gym while on this walk. Um... Maybe a silly order. Maybe I'll drop this off after my first lap around. Um, but... Sorry. Looking at the mail. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh yeah, no, because celebrity is already, like, a vessel for the zeitgeist of you. Like, they come to embody certain elements of, like niches in a cultural moment and that's either like mainstream or like I, I'm trying to niche <laughs> but a different application um but yeah so Taylor Swift is a very mainstream celebrity obviously like I, I think she's probably the most famous female musician ever I like statistically I think as well as I oh my god turtles hey um so where was this going oh my god can I, <laughs> I I'm trying to explain the social the basic sociology of like celebrity or like that as a as a means of study and I'm just spaced out and that's something where it's kind of important to detail it well. Um, ooh, I got two. I got a birthday card from my grandparents and money from the insurance company for getting hit. And they're like, here you go, sorry. And so I bought workout clothes with that, which is fun. I'm happy. I actually really like some of the things, but feel like I've explained this on the podcast but just because of maybe I haven't um but because of the way my body is like I I am a rather slim person but very curvy and so like for workout tops in particular it's really difficult because like it'll be like built in kind of bra situation but sometimes they'll put like pads in and like that just won't work. And so I have to a lot of times like 
slightly size up for a top because to accommodate but then it doesn't it's not as tight around like the ribs as I would like and then slightly thinner. But basically, yeah, just difficult proportions for normal clothing. Um, so I, there's just one top for, that was my only hesitance with my satisfaction with, with my purchases, was that I really like the Align tank top from Lululemon. Um, it's just like sizing gets weird. Um, I don't, I just wish that like it was the same top, but they, Kind of like crop the bra thing but i just wish it was entirely two layers because otherwise it like cuts my chest off like halfway if i do like the right size if you will um so just a bit unfortunate um but otherwise all is well <laughs> i'm waiting for an international order so we'll see how that Another waiter. Let's see what happens. Um, this weekend, of course, I also have some to send. Then a little card. Sending mood. And I got some cards this weekend, so. Um, that's more a reminder to myself. No one cares. I'm out of practice and I'm nervous because I record an episode that I might still put up, but I just ended up going on a walk and talking a lot about swimming. And I was like, who's who's gonna care about this? Especially because in a way, like whenever you understand something very deeply or have like any amount of like care for the thing, you want to, you, I at least personally, like I want to, convey what I mean perfectly because I know that it's not something that's easily accessible because there's some certain things that only come in my, no not the okay pause so sorry if it's still a little loud but all I'm saying is that it's exciting to reminisce but I'm used to only reminiscing with people who are also swimmers so any gaps in communication that I have is filled in with their experience but when I'm talking to an audience that presumably doesn't understand everything and you're used to not having to question things because you've streamlined that information in order to go to certain depths even if it is within sport I don't mean to say even if it's just people I feel like tend to reduce athletics um even though like you understand that the longer you've been studying a certain discipline in academics that obviously there's like so it's those professors where they get mad at you for like not understanding something basic, forgetting that you don't have the same 20 years of field work that they do. And then the same thing applies to sport and a physical lived experience. Um, so that's all. Like you have to think about the second interest stuff. And then it's difficult for me to always land the important stuff. And I couldn't help but feel silly about so many things because it also, at the same time, it feels from like a pride point to explain very basic workings of swimming. So many people, like the float, the flow is horrible today, and the 
neighborhood is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so it's just, oh, I hit the cord. Let's see. Okay, cool. Still recording. I wasn't sure if it would be because usually if I even slightly tap the headphone thing and I'm listening to music, <laughs> it'll disconnect. It is atrocious, honestly. But, um, oh god. So, why? That dog, so, why is this being such a tough guy? Uh, startled me because I didn't see him. So, on someone's balcony. Ah, but basically, it'll feel like, oh, if you're so good, why are you explaining such a basic thing? And it's like, well, trying to convey to an audience that you have to understand who doesn't understand everything and then it just feels like you are neither explaining anything well to anybody (laughs) um, but also like you're not even exploring the depths of a concept or feeling for yourself and through your own words because you've had to slow down to point out other things that seem evident to you but anyway so but because of my own interest with celebrity as a concept in sociology. It's a similar effect, but this one I'm much more comfortable grappling <laughs> with. Essentially, like, on their own. Well, celebrity, it's also, I just want to always want to talk about, oh my god, fucking, <laughs> is it still recording? Okay, cool. Uh, I hit the cord again, but, um, And this is why we write, but this is also why we practice. This is why we practice talking. Uh, so that way I get better. More adept. Modes conveying meaning. Um, but I always want to just go into the history because there's some like movie stars. I feel like this is especially becoming more common knowledge now with movies like Babylon. But for the longest time, until like the 50s, probably more accurately the 60s, actors were not respected in the slightest. Like it was a profession that was associated with like being like pretty low down, like punks in a way, um, and certainly had associations of like sexual deviance um even though it was typically just like people being manipulated because they were good looking and needed to make a living and just a certain yeah certain mishmash and it's on people's fault and then it was they were just given this reputation uh, rather unjustly and that's also very similar with uh ballet for the long time ballet was pretty much synonymous with um like sex work I guess um and again like I don't have a say in it at all so it's rough and now it's just so interesting how much they've become how much it's no longer the case <laughs> but there's always been like this interest the spectacle of celebrity despite uh status of morality <laughs> or approval um that's just always been there and continues and then there's even like like Kim Kardashian, biggest celebrity in the world. And honestly, uh, yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, is, like, she got famous from her sex tape being released with some guy. I don't know who he is. I think he's apparently famous. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but 
it's just like and then her whole career has been like made off of her body her image and that's something where regardless of how you look when you're a celebrity your image is always a part of that um and that's how people like certain actors will get typecast in their roles and like i always joke about paul dano being like typecast as a weird guy except in uh okja he was i liked him in okja yeah but in general he just gets like typecast as a weird guy because you'll kind of project it onto people's features and it's just like not even because i honestly i want to know more about like reading people's faces well, they'll be like, oh, like this kind of nose is this kind of person, like proper face reading. Because at least in the US, it'll be like, there's not such an extreme, but I think that there's like a subconscious bias that we have that we don't explore with someone where it's like, oh, if they look a little off, then you just like assume this about them. But because we don't have like an official studying of the face, then we actually leave a lot more. <laughs> chance than we believe we do if that makes sense um so just would like to do that it's fun and i think male shape's an interesting example because i if i remember i think like i think male shape is so pretty i think she's so cool i think she's an amazing actress obviously um and i feel like i remember hearing that like in her first several films that it was just or first of all auditions, she just like always got rejected because she wasn't pretty enough for something. Or there's the Keira Knightley thing in, in Pride and Prejudice where <laughs> the director was worried that she'd be too pretty and then he saw her and she's like, oh no, you're fine. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because I, I think she's gorgeous still, like even in that movie because she was, I, I don't know. That is, the film is the moment, always. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so it just, they, people will come to stand for something larger than themselves because of, like, a collective that amasses under them and that kind of mindset. But then you're able to be a beacon of, like, how going through life in a certain way, how a set of values, how a set of principles, how your, even, like, your routine, like, the things that you consume, the things that you enjoy, then become canonical for another way of living and you become like a beacon and you can become like a religious figurehead honestly in a very real way just by having any kind of following and that's like the religious religions like however many followers and then I can be considered religion if you will and that's why it's like cults always have that kind of underlying vibe to them I'm sitting down now but yeah so like it just a lot of religious implications which is interesting to pursue but not something for me I guess that I want to get into at this moment because it's pretty far off from what I want to talk about and I already struggled so much to get here (laughs) but the point is not dissimilar so with celebrity because it's not as seemingly like and like pardon the wording but it's not like a god-given thing you have to like the celebrity you still with parasocial relationships you feel this it feels personal it feels like you know them it feels like you're a friend to the movement whatever that may be even and especially with mainstream celebrities that's part of why it gets so interesting is because 
like that's the mainstream is essentially just culture it's like participating in the moment it's not even a mindset it's just like sticking with the times um which is a really interesting thing uh because for so like i i'm not someone who for a very long time participated in the mainstream and like when i was younger i was like kind of annoying where i went pretty against it intentionally um i mean the kind of annoying not because it is innately annoying but because i was annoying <laughs> um like i still i see a deep value in counterculture and i still participate very heavily but that's not i just now understand that there is also value to the culture which is being countered if you will um so yes and this is to say that at one point so when i was a very small child i loved taylor swift and then when i realized that that was kind of at odds with other identities that i had clung to I stopped liking taylor swift and then i came back around and now i'm her die hard fan and i'm so sorry for the years where that was not the case um because i also think that it can be like it doesn't have to be monolithic like you don't have to just go for like all or nothing like that I think it's important to understand your own values and Taylor Swift is one of my values she is she is the values um I'm gonna open my birthday card and pause this or will I I'm not gonna pause this opening my birthday card on podcast gone dot 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 um say dot 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 because how's it gonna go if you could have any birthday wish in the world, what would it be? <laughs> and so it says, I hope you said a card. Um, and then it says, the old people miss you. Because uh, that's what my grandparents call themselves. And it's cute. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it's like important to assess things for yourself. Because to expose something that's probably a bit obvious is that when I was rather young and on tumblr um i liked like alternative music a lot and part of alternative music like there's something called the holy trinity which is like what is it? it's fall up boy panic at the disco and my chemical romance and i would just sort of like force myself to listen to them even though that's like it, it, honestly like where i was in music that was kind of like tertiary um, like, it just wasn't a primary thing, not even maybe secondary, and I never got around to, like, Fall Out Boy, um, but, like, I tried because I thought that was, like, something you did because this is, like, the artists that you do like, that these are the people that they cite in some way as, like, peers, if you will, so you at least want to understand the cultural context, but then you you don't have to accept it. You can explore it and you can understand it, but you don't have to enjoy it, and that's something that I had to do with my music a lot recently was... I was like, oh, I like this music, and there's all this music that I should like, and I get why people like it, so I'll listen to it, but I didn't, like, feel anything, and then I realized I spent so much time listening to music that I just didn't really care about, and, like, why why, why do that for the sake of agreement, of understanding? Like, it just allows people to read you better, if you will, but there's no point in that. Just very heavily curate your own life don't just go into genre if you will don't fall into genre curate your life that's what I like to do at least because I find a lot of joy in the act of curation and I choose Taylor Swift (laughs) um 
which I argue is more loyal than simply blindly following. But not really. I'm kidding. That's a Dana Sauce reference. Um, about choosing to be a good person when you're not actually one. <laughs> but yeah, so with relationships and celebrity, it's even rarer that people care, I guess, because, or that it wouldn't lead them astray. Because there's so many, like, with K pop, there's it's like a scandal to get into a relationship like your fans will drop you for dating someone because it feels like such a betrayal to them and I, I'm there's a thousand percent people that do that in like other cultures but they're in fame, fame, fame industries sure I mean at this point kind of I just don't know how to I don't want to be like film music whatever um, but you kind of, you have to like not only the person they're dating and probably become like some kind of fan of them, but you then also have to like the kind of person that they make the other one. And it's, it's truly almost like your friend, like one of your best friends start dating someone new and it's either this person's going to like take all their time and you're never going to see that friend again. <laughs> and that's kind of like an equivalent of this person gets into a relationship and it doesn't change that like oh you like the celebrity but it's just it's now what they stand for is something entirely different if that um makes sense the waiter effect people um but you have to you have to like the dynamic and that dynamic and the way the routine changes the way that people change people the way that that like influence allows itself to change what then the fandom stands for is like a very real shift and so yeah but I also I don't like enough celebrities in the first place for this reason that I'm super familiar with um other than now and I I don't know but I think it's especially difficult with Taylor Swift being like the music industry it's like people joke about that but in a very large way that's pretty true um and her like relationship with joe especially after she'd been known for just going through such arduous heartbreak for for her entire like life in the public eye of just getting her heart broken and being able to write really beautiful songs about that that mean a lot to people and have sort of analyzed every kind of relationship that you can have um romantically and even like platonically too because she's written about like her family or familial love too as well and her friends and has some very public friendships even those that have gone awry and that's in and of itself a difficult place to be in where people always joke about like friendship breakups being the hardest but it's not always a joke like that is that's difficult um i'm gonna pause there is a plane and i'm just not sure what can be heard and what can't but yeah, and then she finally gets into this relationship, and they've been together almost seven years. She's written, what, like, four albums about him? Or, like, since dating him with songs about him on them? And they've written two together, one of them evermore. It was probably, like, my... Honestly, probably is my favorite Taylor Swift album. And so it just sort of irrevocably changed the perception of her music and therefore changed the music industry because it is mainstream, because it is the culture. It's part of the zeitgeist. Um, 
and then that kind of romance her relationship with Joe becomes like iconic and not even in like oh my god iconic but literally like iconography it becomes what you strive to attain in love is yeah but what they have it's like oh it's kind of like how your parents in a lot of ways mimic or you'll mimic their relationships or you'll subconsciously take in that that's like but that's your first understanding of these things and this is a very big understanding outside of yourself and outside of your social circles is celebrity and that's another means of understanding how to live and so these relationships are big and they do in fact uh, affect in fact <laughs> um so that's why some people genuinely feel celebrity breakups so fully and that's why i'm probably like to dive because there's so many of these i mean there's also the fact that so many of these songs like people well like, it's been their wedding songs it's been this that and the other and now that the people that it's about didn't make it you probably feel this kind of subconscious expectation that you won't either and this goes back to my point of like every song is it's never going to be completely encompassing of your feelings for someone uh not even by the artist it's just a moment in time um and that's beautiful and there's that's the thing that like as hard as it can be to internalize it's not you can never take that away that moment that feeling so yeah, even though that like that part's obviously, maybe not obviously, but it it just factually, is difficult for so many people. And the po- more popular an artist is, the more reach their work has, the more lives they're able to change. Because that's what like good art does. Um, yeah, so that's been sad. I'm a child of a divorce. A child of divorce once again. And this one might be even more difficult because <laughs> at least I'm old enough for it to have affected me to remember it. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but like I'm not. Um, so generally a bit of like grieving, a bit of processing. Uh, some friends and I sat around and cued the songs we wanted to listen to that are all about Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. So had some good some good bonding there um but yeah also we are trying to figure out like why they broke up because with all those lyrics like with the side that you see and it's, i feel like taylor's pretty honest like she's she wrote a song about her cheating so i feel like she'd be honest if or have analyzed everything from every side like if something was going wrong as much as that's like their right to discuss i it doesn't there's never ever a moment where there is a hint given in that direction even as to what it could be so we're like there's we're like if they did break up there's no way she did it not right before tour not with this not after having just on lavender haze all of that stuff um they're like, it must be Joe, especially because, like, the, he, but then that's probably just a natural reaction from not, like, hearing his side, because he, he's not, he, as much as he is a, an actor, an artist also, a celebrity, if nothing else, um, he's not, and he wrote with her on Folklore and Evermore, those are still her albums, he still has, like, no, we don't know how he feels beyond 
what we see and what we see is like he's fairly stoic he seems very like quiet very whatever um so there's not a lot to go off of then it's easier to just project that onto him uh whether that's just or not it doesn't really matter i guess because that's sort of just the innate bias and it's also something i do think is additionally interesting is people will be like oh celebrity like as a reason not hold people accountable is that they'll be like oh we don't understand their whole reason like it's it like this persona is an act um this that and the other and it's like as much as that could be true and as much as like their personality could be a commentary on something it could be this it could be whatever and you just have to understand like have a deep understanding of context uh to the niche and the layers which are there that kind of to me feels false um because as much as you can be media trained and you can be like pr sensitive um like that that's one thing that to some degree everyone gets at this point like everyone knows what they should and shouldn't say and what they whatever but you can still like communicate a sense of self and a sense of like personality in spite of that streamlining of like an understanding which just like points towards a certain morality uh, whether you engage with it or not and if you engage with it then you're just like as much as it is kind of like showmanism it's not invalid as a means of showing your support because it means that you've like done the research and you understand how to talk about different things but the point is um and they're like oh you can never know a celebrity and it's like yeah i i think more than i think you could i guess what i'm trying to say is do you know anybody kind of thing <laughs> because your friend if you're friends with someone that's the only way you interact with them if you're related to somebody you're you could you're just related to like that's there's always a main form of relation to an individual and that's always going to skew perception even of personality of personhood like it's aside from strangers aside from getting to know someone and like i think getting to know people is really interesting because people people are cool i mean obviously but it's also like that's when you're kind of playing with the grounds of how you're going to be allowed to interact with one another and very seldom does that change um like you can spend however much time like adjusting and whatever and you can be like oh like i got this wrong about you and there's always that need to adjust but ultimately you always want to deem someone understood so that way you could write them off as safe um and be like okay we this is just what we do like this is how our friendship works um but in reality, like your your people, things are gonna change. How you understand each other will be different. How this, how all these things happen, will inevitably move. But you don't want to think that you don't want to believe that, or it's just not something that you like. With swimming, like with having a field very understood, you don't want to have to constantly think about every single implication. You want to trust that you have some kind of established history. You want to trust that you have some kind of canon with. A person like you you want there to be a shared language and that's like and then a culture develops within that and it's that's how we have like inside jokes and that feeling of closeness with just having done things not even being similar just like and that's why so many people it's like why are you friends with these people you went to school with it doesn't seem like you get along it doesn't seem like you're similar but it's like oh like the, there's just so much understanding that can never be 
communicate it or at least you don't feel like you could or it's just a lot of effort like with swimming like I swimming and the people in there like I it, it swimming and that kind of culture in no way is similar to who I am a lot of the, the culture just isn't something that I appreciate at all um though I understand like what advantages it gave me and um understanding myself and my health and that's not something I take for granted I still just don't it's just not for me um but I'd no longer I for a while felt like a need to like keep up with people and try and like stay friends but then uh because you fear that all that understanding was for nothing that's not um that's all to say like it, it would be false to believe that like fandom didn't have an effect on uh, fandom and creator is still like it, it's a very strange relationship but it, it is a relationship there's like connection you do have an impact and so it's not as like it's not you it's not one-on-one but you still have an effect there's still impact there's still stuff moving stuff changing and I think it's really cool and not something to be written off and yeah so long story short <laughs> I'm sad about that relationship and I watched a bunch of Taylor Swift tour clips and simply chose to not believe that they broke up okay I'm gonna start walking again and pause this okay but the next thing I don't know it's so a while ago I actually don't there's some movies where it feels like they align very closely with your life and so it's or you watched it right as it came out and so you can like remember when you watched it but there's other ones where it just seems like a little more spur of the moment decision as to why you chose it and some point I watched the movie Shoplifters and I just don't know when um I can't remember how long ago that was now um but another movie by the same director came out last year then it was at the Ken's Film Festival called Broker and oh people fuck why can't they just not be here you know why do they have to ruin everything my day that's everything anyway um so I wanted to watch it because I was like yeah it has the guy from Parasite and I think he's also in Taxi Driver which I recently watched and liked and he's just a very great actor and then IU Queen oh my god Dandelion uh, it's getting the near the end of where all the dandelions are free so I'm gonna make a wish damn I'm fucking this up so bad there's one more to free Smells like chlorine. I hope that the our little neighborhood has a pool. I hope that the pool opens soon. Um, anyway, because uh, I didn't go to go at all last summer with the tattoo removal stuff. And where was I? Oh, broker. But it's like a found family thing. But it's meant to be very different. And this is his. First, he's so it's a Japanese director. And this is the first film he's done that's not in Japan and does not revolve around, therefore, like, Japanese people. 
Um, which is especially interesting because this film was like pretty heavily, I think it was funded by the Korean government or like a lot of Korean organizations. And obviously Japanese-Korean relations. You know, not always, you're not always gonna want the Japanese in Korea. And I could see why the government might not too. But he is a very like prestigious director. Um, it is still just an interesting choice. But I honestly think he did like a really good, I've consumed a lot of media from all over the world and he did a pretty good job of like, and I'm still from an outside perspective, but at least of like matching a lot of cues and a lot of types of film, if that makes sense. So it's like, it very much looked like it belonged in, aside from it being with famous Korean celebrities and in Korea, in Busan specifically, and then around the countryside because they go on a little road trip and they end up in Seoul. Um, I think they end up in Seoul. Yeah, they did, because anyway, not gonna spoil it. Um, so aside from like that, I just mean, very much just kinds of editing and the cinematography is very akin to the what's what else is coming out from Korea by Korean directors and stuff like that. At least from my topical perspective, it looks similar and keeps up with that and is very clearly different from his films, which participate more. And I forgive this one because it was a cute talk. Um, but anyway, it was just a very like stark contrast and I found that alone was like pretty impressive because most people would probably try and, I don't know, but I do also respect that like if you're going to make a Korean movie, like branch out of something that you are specifically trying to like tell as a Japanese, if you're a Japanese storyteller and you're specifically trying to break out of that and show like, cause he very, he works with the theme of found family a lot. And if he's trying to like show that that is a much more universal thing, then I do think it is useful that he steps out of his own like home country's lens and fully embraces another one rather than simply projecting your own instances of that onto someone else, which would have been especially bad considering the two countries' histories. I'm gonna drop the mail one second. Okay, but um, yeah, no, so I like shoplifters a lot. They're emotional, very beautiful. This is still those things but just participating differently. And I liked it a lot. Um, cried, definitely, at um, the... Hello! Hello, two puppies. There's two puppies I've never seen before on someone's balcony. They're very silent, very cute. Um, very curious fellows. Uh, but anyway. Oh. What was I? Oh, yeah, it was, so it deals with like, so Korea's a pretty religious country, I'm pretty sure, it, I think it's very Christian in particular. Um, yeah, I always, it's kind of weird because being from Chicago, like major religions that like, or the religions of people I knew growing up was pretty much just like, it was like, you were Muslim, you were Catholic, or you were, um, like Orthodox, 
not what but uh playing as orthodox it's used so often but like ethiopian and greek orthodox what i'm referring to i do apologize for just simply not knowing more of the terms but like christianity just isn't a big thing and so i literally did not know for a long time that christianity, christianity was a more major religion um so it's like it's a lot of um like mexican catholic filipino catholic and irish catholic people in chicago and like especially like with my friends so i was just like oh these are all very different cultures <laughs> and then it's like there's some shared sources in there though so um just didn't know that christianity was bigger for a long time is the point um because i just wasn't familiar with the but that yep um but anyway so there's this woman who drops her baby off and then decides she wants it still um or like or she goes back for the baby rather but then is willing to find someone like parents rather than go through an adoption agency trying to give to parents that like for whatever reason would struggle with the adoption agency and that kind of found family of like the brokers the baby brokers um the mom some kid that like hops in their car and then the baby <laughs> um and, like that little group um and just following their journey essentially but the point is there's a lot of like religious themes and a lot of judgment of like one person's like why didn't you just abort it and she was like it's better to throw out the baby than to ab- to kill it and it was like this is so loaded <laughs> i do think he did a very good job of like not making anybody right or wrong in any direction it's just like very clear that these are people living out their own morals but in spite of like they're not using it as justification they're using it uh, when they cite that it's clear that they struggle in spite of a belief and struggle to understand why that would be in any case and it's just something where uh, it's never going to be easy it's never and also like something i hadn't thought about before is uh, like in my head cuz i just like never had a reason to i guess but it was like abortion is something where like in my head it was like oh like that that abortion is its own act but abortion is miscarriage you know so regardless of like if you incite the miscarriage or not um that the, like, there's still undeniable feelings that would come with it if that makes sense so um yeah and she like the mother in this case I'm not going to spoil like I'm not going to spoil it but for one reason she was like I don't want the baby I I don't think I, I don't think it's like a person like she didn't think she's a good person she didn't think she deserved to be a mother she didn't want to do that to her baby more than anything to make the child know who she was that kind of thing um and was just having difficulty with that and ultimately and also just wasn't really in any kind of financial situation or even like situation as a person where she could felt she could be a mother 
but because of her beliefs, she didn't want to get an abortion, but then she still cared so much for the child that she had and didn't see giving it away and all of that jazz. Um, so it's just thinking about the choices people have to make. It's when it's something like that where it feels like there's never a right choice because it's such a physical reaction where you just want to take care of this thing as soon as you realize it or yeah because that's like literally what your body is geared to do regardless of whatever your mind's been trained um there's some part of you that that's why it's ever hard um and even if it is just like arduous physically and like to let go of that or to carry it in other case can be so uh, demanding on the body. There's all those like scary side effects of pregnancy that you hear about where they'll be like, your nipples fall off, your uterus falls out, stuff like that. And I'm like, or, or people just die. <laughs> like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> um, so it's also like, fair enough if you're just scared of that. <laughs> that yeah, but people go blind. Um, it's crazy, but um. Whew. yeah, never having a right answer, having to just lean into what you believe. And then people want to force on others so that they can feel like they made the right decision. When in reality, like people just should have a little more sympathy for everyone in any direction of like, that, like that's hard to go through, like whatever situation is, even if it's just like this thing's in your body. If, even if you're like, like, ah, oh, this feels like a parasite. And then it's like, that, that's hard. Like that in and of itself, yeah, that's tough. So it's just, it's just a, so I'm very clearly pro-choice. <laughs> Ooh. Let people do what they want with their bodies. They're suffering enough. Just give people support. Have open conversations about things. Um, yeah, so I think the film dealt with that really well. And I appreciate it a lot. So the thing about found family, um, oh, but something else I realized, um, which feels like obvious in a way, but it's just not something I'd ever considered or had ever heard discussed, is that um, like technically, pretty, like every family is found family because you're at least like at my age and to some degree at any age, you're gonna see yourself first and foremost as like your parent's child because that was the first identity you ever had. And it's like, oh, I'm this person's kid. Um, and so that's something that stays with you. And that's, like I said, that, that'll be primarily how you relate to these people, how you see them always. And even if you like know your parents' love story or however they met, um, there's still this coming together, if you will and they still found each other. <laughs> and just because you didn't find them, like the family itself is still very much, every family is homemade, you know, in its own way. And I think that's very, I just like that thought a lot. Um, also, I feels I've been slouching this whole walk, so I'm standing up straight. Well, but can you send check to make sure this is recording? It is. So, that was just a sweet thought and I really, I really like that, but the point is, found family is always going to be, so I mean, knife to the heart. It's so sad. 
it's like, oh, Missoula had such a tough life. And I, when you've had a tough life, typically, when you've been traumatized, you're going to have some mental stuff, some personality disordering. You're going to do some crazy things sometimes. That's not an excuse. And these people know that. But they're still just like, they all care about each other in spite of it and help each other to be better and believe that they can be because it's that kind of like comfort in knowing that someone else went through something similar and you believe they can change and it helps you to believe that you can do better too that you're more than your situation and to have people so and with the specific lens of family where that's the kind of love that you imagine is um without boundary or not without boundaries, boundaries are so important without um what the fuck is it? oh why can't i think of the word it's a very simple word this happens to me a lot um oh my god what is it what is the kind of love i'm talking about Oh, I just realized that all the pink little blossoms are gone. But I appreciated them while they were there. I talked to them and held them every day. It was fun. But, oh my god, what is it? What is it called? It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, it's, it's the kind of love where you feel like there's no... Oh, tethers in the door. I don't find it. It was unconditional. It's unconditional love. As soon as I paused it, I realized that it was just because like the performance anxiety. I was like, oh my god, I feel so stupid, and I know I'm not gonna edit this, and then it kept getting worse. Um, <laughs> unconditional love. Uh, and so it's like that particular setting where it makes it feel even more comforting, even more rewarding, and it's also nice. People, I feel like, have a misconception that the only kind of people that have feel that deeply or feel a draw to that are ones without a healthy family dynamic. But I think the reason why that's simply not the case and why so many people beyond that expectation or expected audience enjoy it is because it's been more than that. This is something I've talked about before where, like, anywhere in the world, people are, like, you are capable of loving people and vice versa. People are capable of loving you literally everywhere and I think it's just that kind of like oh these people like happened to meet they were strangers and they're able to care so deeply for one another and I just think that's a big comfort to people as well and why it could be just if you've ever had to leave home like if you've literally ever left home and you just meet people very different to yourself then that that in and of itself could lend it could lend you to that experience in spite of whatever more obvious relations are may present itself will i i don't know oh yeah fuck watch out <coughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for coming to my show but yeah so it was just this that and they were a family for a bit like they were and they continue to be because even though Things different, these people are in different places. I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but like the days that they spent like traveling around together, oh, I'm gonna have to see if they can die. 
Oh, I might use this. I usually just sneeze once, but lately I've been sneezing a couple times. But we'll see. Um, but they were a family, and they were, like, that's not... <laughs> that there's a very much a... I'm covering my ears, but I'm not covering the mic, but I hope it shields you from the wind a bit. Um, if I stop. I can still hear the wind, so stopping the noise would help. But basically, um, what did I say? Oh yeah, they're a family, and that was beautiful for a bit. But then, at the same time, that's a loss you're gonna feel forever, like that. With any moment, there's a lot of mourning, like a lot of nostalgia. And with friendships, where you think about them, that's gonna hurt, or with like former partners that'll hurt or even like people that have passed away um there's a lot of pain in that but this is something where it's like the dynamic of family which is with even more moving pieces it was it's almost as though it's like miraculous that you all came together that you all found each other and it's just it's something that's gonna stay for a long time and it'll just so clearly, like the movie. I'm not speaking about it well because it's something that I, I'm better at writing about. And it's like pretty emotional stuff. But it's a lot to unpack and a lot of it is somewhat newly considered. Or I've just never really tried to talk about. Because um, I don't... With my own relationship with my family, I feel like I've always felt like a little disconnected, a little like a bit of a black swan, if you will. Um, is that what I was the saying? Gray dot? I don't know. Not, not great with sayings. Um, anyway. Yeah, so. Oh, just never. Never mentioned. I've never, and I think that is part of why I care so deeply about my friends is because in every instance it's kind of like found family, found extension of self, found like cultivation, found manifestation of any moment in your life. But also I think that like people are wonderful so I just want to take care of them and it's nice when you can connect with someone and they let you in and they let you do that and that's never something I want to take for granted so I'm always taking care of my friends in that way because I don't see why friendship should be a lesser instance ever. Yes. I want to finish this lap up, go to the gym, then I'll upload this episode and I'll upload the shitty swimming one just for the sake of <laughs> reference, <laughs> understanding what I'm talking about. But yeah. Sorry for being so out of breath again. I don't, I think it's, I genuinely think it's still like the pollen, even though. Definitely less because a lot of the flowers have bloomed and like I said, cherry blossoms are falling. But it just rained a lot and for me, my allergies always get worse after it rains in the spring. Um, so I'm just like really congested. I've been super sniffly the last couple of days. But I'm so dehydrated. And I can't help and I also talk fast. Now you need to get better about speaking slowly. And I will work on that. But I'm trying harder to have more concentrated themes because I definitely am 
better about expanding upon ideas when they have something to point to, if you will. I'm not the best at abstraction. I tend to, because I, for the most part, can cite anything I feel pretty precisely as to why I've begun to think about it. And so to, I think I also just feel awkward in presentation if I'm not giving you every single detail that led me to think of something because then I feel as though even though any concept could be attached to something else, if you don't understand where I'm coming from, then I feel misunderstood. And so I'm sure that just warbles everything else as well. But yeah, um, fun. I've been on my day. Why not? I think it could be nice to talk. Just have my day. Um, whenever I do these. But I did the restaurant thing today. Had my sandwich, so good. I think that's just gonna be my go-to. But me, like the lemongrass beef, the cilantro, mint, basil, pickled carrot, and daikon. Honestly, the jalapeno didn't add much today, so I don't know. Because to me, like, jalapenos aren't spicy. I just like the taste of them. But I don't know that it adds anything. Um, so I might skip that. And then spicy mayo, which is just, like sriracha and cutie. Um, so, yeah. It's really, really busting through fire. And it's a pretty nice day out. It's like... I think it's 17 right now with a high of 19 Celsius, but to me that's a little cold. So I walked inside in my leggings and my like workout top. Um, I have a new one. My outdoor voice is a, honestly outdoor voice is a brand that I think like suits me pretty well, and I like what they make a lot. Um, so this is because one of the, a pair of shorts I got this weekend is from Outdoor Voices and. I also just like the material. I don't know, because I've always been like very loyal to Lululemon, because that was the one like, talk about this in the swimming episode, where a lot of my workout clothes are kind of mishmash, and it's just consisted of whatever, but Lululemon was like the one brand that like we sought after, if you will. Um, so I think it's just something that like is a go-to in a way, especially for leggings, because I do know very much know what I like for leggings. Um, literally to like, I know what leggings I prefer for lifting, and I know what I prefer for running. <laughs> I know what I prefer for anything. Um, so I think that is something that like has led me to love fabrics too, is swimming with different swimsuits, like with knee skins and practice suits as well. I cared so much about fabric and like feel and the texture and how it translated from wet to dry, which sounds very basic, but it is, if there's something on your body and you're an athlete, then like you should care. Um, and even with the caps and <laughs> silicone or latex, like, you should care. And I think that's probably why I do love fabric so much. But, yeah. So it's a nice day. I threw on a sweater. Um, and, oh, but we also went to the car rental place so that my name could be put on it because I'm under 25. So you have to get special permission from insurance. Um, came back on this walk. Gonna go to the gym, have an early birthday dinner with my mom and her friend. Um, I leave my birthday to go to my grandma's memorial. So, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like I was trying to feel nothing for a bit of time there. 
and now I've just been mentally preparing for this memorial because I part of that was grieving part of the feeling nothing was trying to grieve properly or like letting myself and now it's grieving the implications of this because I realized this is probably the last time I'm going to see a lot of my family and this that and the other so trying to like come to terms with that because I I even though I feel like a bit estranged and I've always felt that way and I know that's through no fault of my own just like my parents' relationships with each other and with their families meant that, like, as a kid with no say in anything, I just didn't get to see people as much as my cousins did or anything like that. Um, but I still, like, care so deeply and even value, like, and so we did have so much, like, more in a way. Um, not, like, saying I care more than my cousins, but just, like, every little thing, therefore, has more value because there's less to dilute it. Um, so I've been trying to work through that um yeah also very quickly it's been interesting to see like in a work setting I feel like sometimes that's like the most basic like you there is especially because there's always going to be some kind of like uniform like if you're in a corporate space there's something like there's always like clothing culture even so it's still a translation of you in terms of image um but then, like, the brands you do choose can say so much, and that's really cool. Um, but it's just, like, you just getting, like, work done, just grinding, just trying. And it shows a lot about, like, how you cope, how you do this, or how you whatever. And, like, even how you find humor in a moment. Or if there's, like, an easy day or if it's an easy time of year, then, um, like, how do you have fun? Like, how do you be productive? How do you contribute? And there's still, yeah, because there's no, like... These are the kind of people you just, like, have to know. It's not really what you choose to some degree. Um, so it's kind of cool to to see how naturally people meld in these situations. And that's also why it's always, like, it's, I mean, this is typical, but people are, like, this place is a family. So that's, that's a little bit of a red flag. Cause it's like, no, you're not. And that's okay. Um, you don't have to make it as such. But could explain that better another time. And I swear, just this older man just came in as a gym. Um, so I lost it. <laughs> but yeah, that was, it's a, I don't know how to explain that observation better, but I was like, oh, it's just interesting to see how we all get along differently, but and what naturally comes of like getting along with coworkers when all you when all you're there for is just like to work and you don't have to but people make getting through the day easier in any context and it's just it's nice it's also fun to see kind of motley crews appear i'm at the gym okay um let's see if anyone's in there actually maybe i can keep talking for a second because i know that guy lives and maybe um but i'm gonna there's a tiktoker that i watched like i went through and looked for her like all of her workout videos and stuff because i think she's funny and she's like clearly very like strong and like fit so i was like oh like let's see what she does for working out and because she was an athlete too i feel like a lot of exercises she does to me are very like basic and standard and i'm just like kind of tired of that um but she also likes pilates so she knows what's up um <laughs> But, or at least does it, so I would assume she likes it. 
Um, but I've still been doing, like, lesser of evils of what I find. Because I guess, like, all athletes kind of do similar workouts because it works to some degree. I think she ran track. Um, and I swam, so it's still, like, very cardio-oriented. But I appreciate that. I don't never want to be lucky. Oh, God. My back is so messed up from the car crash, honestly, still. That's probably the... It's weird because my lower back didn't hurt at all the first couple. It's just weird how it like moves through your body in a way. Because at first it was like very head oriented. But now there's not even like the bump on my forehead is as of today completely gone. There's still a bit yesterday. Um, So a week later, like my head stuff feels entirely better. Um, My neck feels mostly better. My shoulders are definitely like pretty tight. Uh, But lower back is suddenly like kind of brutal. And uh, bruises have been showing up that weren't there initially because it's just, like, they're deeper, so it takes time. Um, but the bruises are, like, all over my body. Like, I have one on my hip. I have some on my legs. Um, and the other day, my calves were in horror. I think it was Saturday. It was Friday or Saturday? But they were in abysmal shape. And I don't know why. Um, so, but yes, I have to go to the chiropractor for that. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to the gym. Like I, the thing I like is that all the people in this neighborhood are a little bit older, so they don't really lift. They tend to just go to the gym to like use the elliptical, honestly, for the most part, and the, it's facing away from the lifting section because I like to go outside to just walk and count that as like my cardio because I get too obsessed with numbers if I use a treadmill, um, and I just haven't been running because I want to walk after a car crash. I feel, I feel like that's reasonable. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to do that workout since I'm going to be out of town this weekend. I was going to commit to a studio this week for Pilates and then I was like, is it really worth it for like three days? And then today I'm already going to be working out here, so it'd just be like two. So I'll do it when I come back and my mom goes out of town, um, for a few weeks. So I'll just grind then I think it'll be nice honestly to have my own little routine because as much as like my mom understands I, I just don't shut up do I might as well take another lap or I'll do a little laps around the pool area <laughs> it doesn't feel as much like I'm committing to continuing to talk and trying to time it to ending <laughs> the lap um but um the pool is filled and it looks so pretty and the sun and this weather. I want to go in the pool. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, so I think it'll be, oh yeah, my mom like obviously understands me very well. She knows my mannerism. She knows how to like respect my space and everything because she's my mom and we spent my life together. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, like, I've realized that I can't just, like, I still have to be active, or more than realize, like, that's something I've been working on is being more active in our mother-daughter relationship. It's something I've actually, like, really been trying to do a better job of. Car crash kind of <laughs> threw me out of whack, and I let her, let her take care of me, which is really nice, and I think made us both happy, because um, I'm a pretty independent person, and I know she wants to take care of me, and I just don't always let her, so. That was honestly, like, a good thing for us, I think. 
getting in the car crash. Um, but I guess let's look for cars. Okay. I'm still pushing for Mercedes. <laughs> um, but oh, I was going number four. It's crazy. But was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I think it'll still it'll be nice to not feel like responsible for that kind of action, even if it's just like a positive push forward and is that kind of thing. I do just get to for a little bit focus solely on myself, which I think way nice and necessary. This year's, this year's been brutal. <laughs> this year's been so rough. Uh, and there's still like, I find such beauty in the everyday and there's so much that I'm so grateful for. And I think it's so cool that I finished my first book or at least the manuscript. And I, it's gonna take me a long time to get the energy to like look over it, but that's fine. So. So they, like there's so much cool stuff, there's so much that's been beautiful, but the the painful stuff is just is, ooh. <laughs> so yep. Okay, well, lovely.